Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, the longest running podcast in the game to date. I am your host, La Zero, and I'm joined, as always, by Relentless and Wabbits. How's it going, guys? It's going really, really good, La Zero. I like the energy. I like what you're bringing to the table today. It's uh, it's hyped up. It lets us know that it is, in fact, Tuesday, because for some reason <laughs> you have energy on a Tuesday. So I'm, I'm about it. Let's do it. He's the only person alive that is this excited on a Tuesday. Except for Listen, like Drake, if, club going up on a Tuesday yeah, for uh, yeah. for the zero. Honestly, you you should you should honestly uh, yeah speak to speak to some of my students. Jeez, <laughs> they're like the best. I mean, the best kind of classes when when you have um, you're full of energy, but like the class is done. All right, one of the most amusing classes because it's so fine fun. because you have a lot of energy and you just keep going, <laughs> right? But you can't really bounce off them. You just got to keep going. So uh, that's the kind of energy that we're pulling in today. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I want to start off, and we're gonna go quickly announcements. One of the first things I want to say is I am trying to get a couple interviews in, so perhaps you know Ooh. instead of you know uh, Wabs and Relentless are hearing this for this t- the first time, but perhaps we'll have a week off next week, and there'll be a big interview instead. Ooh, I'm excited <laughs> uh, though because I am so tired of talking to Liz here. I mean, yay, <laughs> yay, <laughs> interviews. Yeah, so, I'm so we'll be trying you so much. <laughs> You know this okay so relentless is like yeah i like i like having the video and stuff so so we see relentless and the the face he is making right now i'm like oh my goodness no wonder relentless wants a video podcast like he you're missing half of relentless's charm right when you don't get to see his beautiful face um so what we'll do uh yeah like i said there might be an interview podcast next week instead of the regular show another thing i have talked to the man the myth uh, the legend Ty Swoogles. All right. And so the esports podcast is in the works. I think we're going to aim for a once a month show um, and it'll just just be on the main feed. So you won't have to do anything else. It'll just be here. So it's just perfect. Um, who will be on that show except for Ty Swoogles? We have not decided yet. So we have to figure that out. Uh, but Ty Swoogles has confirmed that he can do one show a month. So uh, you heard it here first. Um, Ty Swoogles is available for one hour. 12 times out of 365 days. There you go. Ty Swoogles solo show. So we all get the day off except for Ty Swoogles. I mean, I was kind of hoping Ty Swoogles would have a friend he could bring on. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. That's the I don't think we'll get a day off, though. It might be an extra show. Uh, but, you know, if I get enough interviews in, though, Relentless, don't worry. All of a sudden you'll be doing a show, uh, you know, two times a month or three times a month instead of instead of the regular. Like is that goal, your dream, Relis? <laughs> my dream is the less work for the same pay. That's my dream. So <laughs> however we can make that happen is how we're going to do it. I mean, yeah, the pay is only 10 bucks a month. But if I can do less <laughs> for that $10, oh, it's going to be so nice. If uh, I can get that sure. $10 a month for one episode a year, I'm on that. <laughs> Honestly, with the Relentless having like stopped using the pay, uh, you know, stopped paying for the Patreon and the $10. It's like 20, man. That's true. <laughs> you're getting um, the benefit. It's free. You're getting, you're getting the, the free benefit. Okay. Uh, on top of that, speaking of people who can only do shows, I guess 12 times out of 365 days. Uh, I'm also, there's, there's a Pokemon podcast that we'll be, I'll be doing monthly with an old friend of mine. So that's fun. You can check that out. Uh, Another another show that I do twelve times out of three hundred sixty five days is the Rob and Kyle show, um, <laughs> which which released a new episode. Uh, it's on the Patreon feed. Now's the best time to uh, join the Patreon. 
at the beginning of the month, get the full value, listen back to all the Rob and Kyle shows. Uh, no ads randomly popping in uh, about some local, you know, regional thing that you're like, how does this know? Uh, I don't know. Like it's They're like YouTube ads, okay? I, I do not control which ads are which, um, but there are some ads on our show, which is awesome. He's it's lying cool, to you. He 100% them. controls them. Yes, I go, I research Australia and mm-hmm. I research like the local businesses there and I make sure that if you're an Aussie, you get, you know, some ad that's related to Aussies. I don't know. Sorry to everybody uh, else that's getting those Aussie ads, but it's worth <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Rob and Kyle show is out and, uh, you know, usually when when Wabs is up at 8 a.m., and he's like, hey, let's do a show at 9 a.m. I'm like, there's no way this is going to go well. But I thought it was probably one of the most coherent Robin Kyle shows uh, mm-hmm. that we've done in a while, which is saying not a lot, honestly. But <laughs> It was definitely uh, more coherent than that one episode two weeks ago. Yes. For sure. Uh, <laughs> yes. The, the, the show, the show, the, the fake Rob, or so, sorry, the fake Rock League episode. Mm-hmm. Um, although we kind of got there at the end. Okay. Another thing, ASAP Weekly Monthly Throwdown. Congrats to Messi, uh, Mefe, and Mudpip for winning. Mm-hmm. Ooh, congratulations. Relentless, as always, thank you for hosting, uh, albeit my indiscretions uh, aside. <laughs> yeah, Lazira was, well, let's just say Lazira was out doing doing things that we would not necessarily approve of, so he could <laughs> not he could not join us for the casting, even though he promised me he would. He couldn't join us for the casting. Um, the only defense I have, and this is not necessarily a defense of, 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 of everything, right? Is that I sent a message at like 9 a.m. because we were like seeing if Ty Snywalker was gonna was gonna show up for the show. And I think you guys like discussed it, but you did not let me in on the fact that Ty Snywalker could not make the cast. I I, I was not messaged, and then I get a 7:30 message saying, like, hey, are you here? Uh, which I did not pick up at 10:30. So <laughs> till 10:30. So uh there you go. I will say though, um, what was really cool uh about uh, the thing is that, you know, I I feel like I have a lot of trust in Relentless now, okay? I can disappear for three hours during the tournament and it went perfectly fine, except for Relentless's headache. But uh, I guess I'll have to uh, I'll have to apologize for him for that. Um, another thing I did want to actually talk to you about, Relentless, relating to the monthly tournaments, though, is the name. Because we've used the name ASAP Weekly Monthly Throwdown for a while, and I think it's kind of funny. I got a combo introduced it. Um, and you know, maybe this is part from my insecurities of the, of the fact that the hall of fame is complete mess right now is perhaps it is time to rebrand and have another name for the tournaments and start the hall of fame fresh. Uh, so I mean, you don't like the ASAP weekly monthly throwdown. Uh, I feel like people are more confused. <laughs> it's like clever, but only clever to people that get it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you still like it if it's if it's totally good then i'm okay to keep it i, I just thought um, i'd bring it up. i am open to name suggestions um mm-hmm. i just like what i don't want it to be is i don't want it to be a new name every single month so that's where monthly throwdown type oh, of thing no, is no, nice because no, 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 no. it gives mm-hmm. just the hey we're doing this thing the monthly throwdown we do it one you know once a month or whatever um it's not as it's generic enough but it's not as generic as like our monthly tournament or whatever it is um so i like for what it is right now but i'm definitely okay. open to suggestions if uh either you wabs or anyone in the community comes up with something that makes um makes sense makes sense and then uh you know 
some along the lines of ASAP weekly community tournament, that kind of thing is fine too. But, um, anything that makes sense and stuff, open to suggestions, willing to change to whatever. Um, I'm not married to any of the ideas, so it's fine. Uh, but of course, you know, you're willing to change my, my thing, my monthly throwdown <laughs> that I do now, but we can't <laughs> change the podcast to the relentless show. Like, I, don't really get it. I don't get, I don't get the, uh, the hypocrisy okay. and the one-sidedness of our relationship. It's just not fair. You can't just bring out that and not use the proper name that we discussed literally five minutes ago, which is the Wab Robert and Smelly Rally, uh, podcast. Like you can't just bring it up to the relentless show. We got to put our names in there. <laughs> In I feel like the order. Wab, the, the Wab Smelly Ro- Really podcast with <laughs> Wabs and Lazero. <laughs> I feel like the Wab Robert Smelly Really podcast is the perfect successor to the Robin Kyle show. I feel like that is the show that that is Wait, the spiritual. I have to do another spirit. show each week. Now. This is this is backwards <laughs> from what I petitioned. I wanted less work, <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, hey, Smelly Really, come in on the Robin <laughs> Kyle show and do more work." No. I'm not carrying that show to and this show. Like I can't do it. I can't do it. Twelve dollars final offer. Um, I will say, it, no. This is this is what it's going to be. Okay, you get the twelve dollars, but on top of it, what we do is we record a soundbite of like you saying hello and some like generic like introduction, and we just you know insert that into the show every month you know i'm gonna be on the show wait i'm gonna be on the robin kyle show and still not listen to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even gonna have access to it i'm just gonna be on the show and not even know what happens relas does have access to it right now so his meme his meme can go away i hope maybe not what i wonder if like relas got the show and he's like nah Nah, I don't need this. Throws it out. He's like i i five I'm now part of the show. Five minutes into re-listening to it, I was like, no, can't do it. <laughs> um, on top of it, uh, I guess I guess that's kind of the end for the announcements here, though. Uh, in in a in an abrupt well, going transition, o- going over the tournament, right? Um, oh yes, sorry. Yes, we'll, we'll sorry. kind of we'll kind of do a quick recap. Obviously, congratulations to Messi, uh, Mife, and Mudpip, the M and M and M team. Um. You know, and really it's Messi getting bailed out again and again. Every single tournament he plays (laughs) in, I swear, he gets bailed out, right? Because Kobe was going to be on his team. It was me, Messi, Kobe, and uh, MFA on the team. And Kobe uh, had a family emergency come up shortly before the tournament, so we had to find a replacement. Mudpip was the closest rank that we could find as a replacement, but you're going from a gold player to a plat to diamond player. And so it's a big increase. So Messi really did get bailed out. Like, honestly, he wouldn't win any of these tournaments and stuff if he wasn't bailed out by good teammates. He jumps in as a sub for Flux last tournament. And so he, you know, and then he ends up getting a good partner in Pawn. And now he gets Mud Pip and stuff. It's just like, you know what, man? Do it with the team you're assigned. Like, chill out. Messi has cheated two tournaments in a row now is what I'm getting from all this. Yeah, and the problem is is he's not going to listen to any of this, so he's not going to even know that we're talking this trash on him. So, uh, no, but no, they played really well. Uh, I thought there was opportunity for for teams to beat them, um, but they really found their groove, and, and Messi, as always, is on another level and stuff. I think what he did, and I even called out in the tournament, he was recovering so fast, and against normal Messi style was going back on defense which was surprising enough and he wasn't he figured out after a while not to literally take the ball off his teammates hood so once he <laughs> kind of adapted to that um they played really well so congratulations to them much much deserved um 
next tournament we're going to do um something a little more unique i like that 1v1v1 idea um Ooh. i just gotta figure out all the logistics, the logistics of it first, yeah. and and then we'll you know petition that or we'll go with something else we'll find out what happens um so yeah that's uh that's about it but for a 3v3 tournament we had 15 people show up so five teams so it was a good turnout yeah yeah it's great really good Thank you all for participating. And I know there's uh, people who are interested in those. If you want to participate in either the tournaments um, or the game nights, which happen every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, just join the Discord. It's on the uh, Twitter. uh, So you can join from there. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll move on. And actually, I guess kind of kind of look. I wanted to spend a moment kind of like shouting out some people who've who've been linked to our community. Uh, Some. <clears throat> exactly that i'd rather not you know mention on the podcast um but i will say recently um jy's and Nictacular have been doing really really well uh with their twitch channel it's been really cool to see them grow uh, and have you know higher regular viewership and a whole bunch of followers um so i just want to shout them out um because i thought it was really cool to see um and i, I actually want to talk about it about the idea of grinding for content creation right um i think right now in the rocket league scene there's a lot of people who um, are working hard, trying trying to make something of it, right? And it's just cool to kind of see people succeed in that. Um, and then uh, I also actually want to mention Tom. I don't know if either of you know what Tom has been up to lately. Not really. No, so, Not- so, so Tom, Tom, all of a sudden started op- uploading like Valheim, like YouTube videos. Okay, and one of his videos got one hundred twenty five thousand views. Oh my goodness. Um. <laughs> And I'm like, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, there's no way he's hitting SSL. This year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. Like he's now on that grind. His, you know, his YouTube subscribers have bumped up. I'm like, he is on. He's Valheim all the way. And I mean, you know, you know, uh, fair play to him, man. Uh, I, I, I definitely respect it. Like he, he's put out a lot of content for that game, and that game's kind of blown up. So he's, he's uh, working it. He's working it. But, um. Yeah, I guess I guess to pose the question to you is uh I think I think I wanted to just have a little bit of a discussion about um this this acceptance that there's a certain amount of hard work and a certain amount of persistence that's needed if any of you want to make content creation, right? If people want to mm-hmm. kind of grow a community, um Yes, there's exposure, but you first have to have content and release it regularly uh, and have a certain quality. And that kind of comes with that. And I know Relentless has been doing it for a while as well with his uh, casting. Uh, so I kind of want to get uh, yours. And I, I know Wabs did a little bit of the Twitch streaming. Kind of your take on on that grind. Uh, the grind is the grind is real. Um, congratulations, congratulations to anybody that can actually keep that kind of stuff up because it's not easy. I was like it burns you out to, I mean, especially like starting and, and kind of being a, a lower level streamer. And I mean, higher level have their own kind of challenges and stuff where you're getting multiple people and in your chats lively and that kind of stuff. But, you know, even Wabs can kind of attest to this, like the lower level streamer aspect where you're, you know, in a lot of cases engaging with nobody, but you have to stay engaged so that when you do get somebody that comes in, they stay for longer, give you the follow that kind of stuff. And you start building that community. Um, the people like JYs and spectacular and that kind of stuff that do put in quite a bit of time. Like it's not limited for what they do. And you know, people that have grown from very, very minimal to high level um, casters, like you've had flash force and, and some of those on here, like it's work. They put in a lot of work and a lot of time and it does take energy and it takes time and 
effort to be that engaging for an extended period of time like they do. And so it's not an easy thing. I'm pretty much, you know, for my own thing, I'm, I've rebranded my own to ASAP Relentless instead of just Relentless 23. Um, and what I'm going to kind of use that for is uh, mixtures of casting and the live podcast when we do those, those kind of things and watch parties and all of that. But it's all going to be like, it's not necessarily me having to create my own content in that. I'm going to be nice and lazy about it, which is really on brand for me. Um, but it's not because of like how difficult it is and stuff and big shout out to those that can do it. Um, that's why I'm rebranding to something a lot, you know, it seems a little bit more simple for me and simple and straightforward. Um, because it's just like that grind is, is tough. And you've got even people out there that are doing both regularly. And the one that comes to mind is widow. Um, she does, uh, streaming every single day. And she's been putting up YouTube videos, whether you enjoy her content or not, she's putting in so much time and energy and effort. Like there was, I mean, she streams for like 10 hours a day on average almost. So it's like, that's not a little bit, that's a lot. And again, Wabs can probably back me up on some of that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will look at like content creation and think, oh, wow, this looks amazing. You make a video that's 20 minutes and you know, you get a, a whole bunch of money. Um, but that is not the case. Like it, it is a full-time job when you're, you've made it. And until you've made it, it's a lot more than that. Um, because you have to do so much to create a community, be able to interact with nobody. Um, if you, you know, like let's, let's say you're, a, uh, just beginning out on your stream and you don't have anybody yet, um, watching, you just, you have to interact with nobody for, um, however long you're streaming, however long you're going to put that in. And that's going to last for a long time. Like you don't just get viewers. You don't just get people to come on. Um, unless you are a very lucky person <laughs> um, or you have things beforehand. <laughs> yes. Um, and I accept that. I, I totally understand that jumping past that, um, first, first level hurdle. is mm -hmm. massive, absolutely massive. Um, and that's, that's the first step. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's more than a lot of people recognize and a lot of people think and undervaluing the amount of effort that goes into it is, um, a big mistake that you really should never do. <laughs> and I, I like, it, it's interesting that, uh, we had this conversation really, really recently Wabbit's on the show, on the Robin Kyle show, but we were talking, well, I was telling you about how I say you have to be, uh, beware of nostalgia. No, mm. not nostalgia. That's the wrong word. Yep. Uh, beware of, N novelty 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 there was another word yes yeah. there it is novelty um beware of novelty so you know a lot of people the first month is the most fun because you put like an absolute grind in and you're loving it and you know even like the little things like you can be very happy with with kind of how, how it's going but when when you have to keep doing it the next month and the next month and the next month that's where a lot of times uh people can burn out right um just to kind of mention, right? Like, like if, if we, if we look at, um, uh, myself, like there's been a lot of projects that I've had to step back from, even though, like I you know, I started doing them, but I stepped back for them. And it's because I think I understand that it's like, if I keep doing this, everything will suffer. Right. Mm -hmm. And that goes for, you know, if, if, if I overstretch myself, then it gets to a point where everything else that is going well, would start to suffer. So, uh, I want to try to avoid doing that, but, uh, even to like, uh, 
combo who we had on on the the two-year anniversary show for a little bit right um that was a big thing that he was facing where he was working a full-time job and then all of a sudden like everybody was getting coaching from him right by the way shout out to elias who, who's killing it with our uh, coaching recently which is really fun um but uh uh you know combo combo has been um when when he was on that you know that that i guess uh creating something grind right um, it was a lot because on top of it, he was working that with those full-time hours and other life things. And, and, you know, there's all, all, all that happened, uh, with, with him. So it's, it's interesting to kind of look at where the people I think who, who are doing very well, it's kind of, not only is this, th- is this their sole focus, but they've also kind of found that balance where they can go in and they, they can be regular with it and they can keep that energy up and, uh, mm-hmm. people are enjoying what they're putting out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of luck and it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. Well, and you, I think you have to like, especially at the beginning, like you want to make sure you're like engaged in all that kind of stuff that you normally would to be good at the streaming aspect of it. But I think you also have to kind of go into it with the mindset of like, this has to become part, like, I don't know, man. I think, I think when you're a new streamer, um, to gain what you want to gain out of it, the aspect of streaming can't feel like a huge investment. You have to find a way to make it feel like it's part of what you're already mm. going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that I think will at least subside some of the burnout. And, you know, when you're like, okay, I'm going to stream tonight and you make it, you know, cause like I've had days where like, okay, I'll stream tonight. And then I don't end up streaming, but I still play the exact same games I would have played while streaming. I just don't choose to stream because I've kind of like mentally psyched myself out of like, oh, it's going to be a whole deal. Um, I've got to like engage differently. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's one of those things of you, you kind of want to go into it with the, with the mentality of it's part of what you do already versus it being in addition to what you're already doing. So um, at least you can potentially avoid some of that burnout from the very beginning. Um, but I guess the real question really kind of comes down to when is Wabs going to start streaming again? Hmm, that's a big question, isn't it? Uh, April 25th or some date after that is my guess. That's a very good guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so never was the answer uh, that I received there. Um, no, 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 no. The reason I'm saying that is because that's literally <laughs> when his university probably is done in the new yes. summer. Yes, oh, well, it's not yeah. done, but that's when I'm done coursework um, and done TAing for at least the summer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you have the summer off. So four months of web streaming full time. Woo! Uh, <laughs> I, I I think what was really cool is Wabs also kind of started finding his niche, right? He had this Rocket League, Rocket League thing, and then like in the evenings he'd stream Hollow Knight. So that was that's kind of cool as well. Um, we missed the yeah. Terraria streams. The Terraria <laughs> Wab streams were uh, were where it was at. Those are fun. Um, Those are very fun. <laughs> but yeah, so I also want to kind of take this this chance to advertise myself. Uh, I'll be bringing back um, my own streaming with the IGL. Right? Uh, well, yeah, with more regular streaming. I'll still stream in between, obviously, with tournaments and live shows and those kind of things that we have planned. Um, but outside of that, like my regular streaming, like two or three days a week where it's a set schedule type kind of thing, was is going to return with the new IGL season as I'm a caster for IGL and everything. So anyone that is going to be playing in IGL for the upcoming spring season, signups are still available for that. Um, and then I'm, I'm one of the casters. I know Woos, who's part of the melon patch and stuff that Woo! 
Exactly. He's Sorry. uh he's one of the casters and everything throughout that. So you guys can request us, review us. And depending on the amount of uh, views, reviews, and requests and stuff we get, we can actually make money and stuff doing it. So um, so if you guys are interested in that and stuff, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll lead you the right direction. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great to hear. Great to hear. Lot, lots of things are rumbling in, in the ASAP community these days. Um, let's, let's talk about, you know, a corner that it seemed like from the survey, a lot of people do enjoy. So because I am a man of the people. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I'm a ruthless dictator that sometimes listens to mm-hmm. all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, we're going to bring back our week in rock league. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about it. Um, Wabs, what was your week in Rock League like? I have food in my mouth. Um, <laughs> my week in Rock League was incredibly toxic and it was horrible. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It was a lot of toxic. Why was it toxic? You you can't just you can't just give us that it was toxic and then just you know just just put that away. You have to you have to give us the toxicity. Mm-hmm. We have to inhale the fumes. Okay, inhale them. Okay. Okay. Let me let me let me break it down for you. I play one day. I don't know what days it are. I don't know what days are. I just play the game sometimes. And that's it. So I play one day. Going pretty well. Things I'm, I'm I'm not playing super well, but it's fine. I'm okay with it. Like I understand I'm not playing super well, but I'm okay. It's fine. I'm just having fun with it. Um three games in a row. Have okay. a lever. Three games in a row. Next two games. Actually, no, it was next three games. People raging constantly, both teams. At each other, across teams, in between teams. I'm just sitting there like, why do I not have chat off? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I finally decide that, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm un- I'm unbinding the scoreboard because I don't want to see anybody. I'm turning <laughs> off chat. I'm just playing the game for me, and that's it. <laughs> so you can't actually unbind the scoreboard. There's no option to do that in the game, which is kind of annoying, but I understand scoreboard's important. So I put it to a button I never use, which is actually very hard to find on my controller. Um, So where it is, is right button three down, which means that it's the right stick that you press. Click down. So to look behind you or to see my scoreboard, I have to look behind me and I never look behind (laughs) me. I don't do that. I just double tap the triangle button. So I use ball cam. (laughs) So now I never, never see the scoreboard. So I also un- uh, took off the Bakke's mod ranks because it was like, oh, I see somebody that's like, I don't know, slightly lower rank. So I'm not going to look at it um, just to do absolutely everything I could to not get tilted at the start of the game myself, because I knew that was probably make me play worse. Um, <laughs> and also everybody's already going to be tilted anyway. So if I can make one person not tilted, i.e. me, then maybe the game isn't going to be horrible. <laughs> I see. I see. So uh, what I'm getting is it was toxic. And then on top of it, you were actually playing solo. Like it was a single player game for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. I started playing once. That's how bad it was. I was like, I cannot deal with anybody else in this game. <laughs> I think that happens sometimes, but I, I don't think it's like a negative thing. It's it's a uh, it's almost like a um, well, it must not be like me. That's the problem. So I'm going to play once because therefore I should win all the games. Right. If I'm no, I actually problem. didn't care about that. Amazingly. Interesting. I was just like, I I want a game to finish. 
and not have people yelling at each other because I genuinely could not get a game where there was three people in it on each team the whole time and there wasn't just rage from every single person. Wow. For Man, a solid is... five days. Like it was I horrible. Think... <laughs> I think the only time that I've seen you kind of have a week like this was back when you were streaming and there were like certain days where you're like, yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. just not playing any rank today. Yep. And back then it was kind of nice because it was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do dribble challenge and talk to people um, in chat or do, I don't know, a, a rings map or whatever else. And now it's like, there's nobody to talk to. I guess I'll play mm. ranked and be sad again. <laughs> How about you, Real Alice? How was your week in Rocket League? Uh, apparently not as bad as Wabs. And I wonder, like, so Wabs hovers around that that champ three to, to low GC range and stuff a lot of the time. So I wonder if it's like... I make sure the toxicity is, you know, when, when you're in that range, people f- like they can almost taste GC. Like they're like, oh, I'm so mm-hmm. close to GC, so close to GC that they're not even like actually upset at you. They're just upset at their opportunity feels like it's fleeting away from them. Um, and I think that's kind of where that I, I find champ to be the most toxic of all of the ranks. Although everyone at every rank says that they find mm-hmm. their rank to be the most toxic. Um I think I think champ and high plat are probably my are probably the most toxic ranks. High plat yep. is because you start to get that taste of, okay, we're getting better. Like we can start doing things, and then you start feeling like more and more that oh, it's my teammates that are holding me back. Um, and then champ is when it's like okay, I'm I'm almost there. I'm almost at the promised land, and um, and then again you feel like it's teammates holding you back. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that's why he kind of runs into to more of that. Me, I, I just, the moment somebody starts saying something, if I don't want to just have fun with it and make fun of them uh, for being angry at a video game, then <laughs> um, then I'll just mute mute them right away. The moment they start doing something, if they say wow to me on something silly, then I'm like, okay, mute if I'm, if I'm not in the mood for it that day. Um, other times, like, <laughs> I actually find it funny. Um, I think I, I was playing with paint, I, and I play with paint a lot, um, and we're sitting there, we're playing twos and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I don't understand it because, like, teams will beat you by, like, one goal or something like that. And they they act like they just, they they absolutely crush you <laughs> and that kind of stuff. It's, it's so funny. Um, but I demo a lot when I play. Like, I look for demos. Mm. It, I make it part of my path to at least get a bumper demo and, you know, throughout the game, that kind of stuff. Um, and people get very, very upset at being <laughs> demoed and bumped. Um and so like a team will beat us and, you know, I did a handful of demos throughout the game and they're like, ha, see demos don't win. You guys are, you know, a bunch of wusses cause you demo and that kind of stuff. And I was like, did you not read my name? It's relentless. Like, <laughs> and, and I'll put that in the chat and, um, and there'll be times like I'm wearing a, like a Mohawk topper or something like that. And I was like, did you not see my Mohawk? Like I'm, I'm here for blood. Like, like I just make it into such the silliest thing. And I think it's so, some people hit a boxing bag as hard as they can. You know, some people yell, some people go for a run and relentless just gets into rocket league. He's like, I'm going to get, the I'm going to get most him. Of <laughs> I'm playing work today, boys. <laughs> um, no, my, my week is pretty good. Um, you know, had its ups and, ups and downs. I solo queued twos up to C3. Ooh, uh, and then immediately lost it nice. down. And so I'm sitting mid champ two right now and I'm, I'm happy about it. I think I, I feel like I've been playing well, good awareness. Um, big shout out to Wabs. you know, as, as much as 
we fight and stuff like that. Um, I think he has a very, very intelligent way in which he looks at the game. He's definitely worth coaching if you guys want to give him your money. Um, now, I don't want you to give him your money. You, you can give me the money, and then I'll tell him where to go to Trick coach. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but he's, he's very good. I think he has a very smart way at which he looks at the game and that kind of stuff. Um, so I found it very helpful and stuff having him look over my gameplay. Definitely worth the investment if you guys are looking at it. Uh, you're looking to take that next step in your game and stuff. Definitely um, look into that because I think it was a huge help for me. Um, and I'm just feeling pretty comfortable with how I've been playing lately. Yes, of course I make mistakes because I'm terrible, but um, I definitely feel like I've improved in that kind of stuff. I have a better sense of um, controlling the ball like while I play. So uh, anyone who's played with me knows I like to hit the ball hard in whatever direction I'm facing at any given time. It does not matter if it's at our own goal. I'm going to hit it as hard as I can. <laughs> Um, but i've been i've been doing a lot better about maintaining control and moving up the field a little bit more methodically than i uh than i tend to yes i still bang the ball as hard as i can a lot of the time but now i'm making a lot more a lot smarter decisions on how i do that that kind of stuff so um it's it's definitely i felt the improvement in my gameplay i feel like i'm doing a lot better even when i lose games i feel like i'm at least playing a bit better so just happy with that nice nice I mean, it, it's kind of funny, right, to, to think about how even a couple months ago, like it was it was the relentless, um, I guess, re- relentlessly losing games is, is the one way to put it, uh, where we had like every week, like you're like, I am just stuck in this rut. And I no, uh, I, I believe that was actually season one problems. I think that was 100 percent season one ranks haven't solidified yet. Now, I think mm-hmm. they're at a because it was such a hard reset on people. Um, I think that entire range of mid diamond to high champ was just atrocious season one um, i had the most fun but that was also because i was the diamond you know <laughs> you, you were the diamond making it atrocious for the rest of us yes um no i think season one um there wasn't enough time for the full season for things to kind of even out i think now um stuff is better than it has been since free to play um, as far as how the ranks and stuff are playing out, I think things are starting to actually sift down to the proper um, people are in the proper areas and that kind of stuff. And that way, yes, if you're if you're a low, like if you're a mid champ two to a low champ three, um, you can go on a run and start to push that GC limit. And it makes sense because you're just playing well that day, that kind of thing. I, but I think last season you just had such inconsistency with the lobbies, um, whether the other team was underranked overranked or even your own team either you yourself were in a lobby that you weren't prepared for or you had teammates that were in a lobby that they shouldn't have been in whether they were too high or too low like all of it was super inconsistent last season i think now it's getting more and more consistent it's not quite where it was before free to play but it's definitely i think a lot more consistent than it was um last season yeah for sure for sure i think predictability is a big one I think there's certain players that actually thrive the more unpredictable it is, but they tend to be much rarer, right? I think there's certain players that I would be, you know, you can just throw them into the chaos and they're like, I I accept this. I accept this chaos, but I don't think that's most of us. I think most of us much prefer having, you know, because if, if it is predictable, if like everyone plays at the rank, plays around this, you know, similarly, right? It means that, you you have an easier way to kind of start understanding what that rank looks like and slowly uh, winning more games than you lose while if it's unpredictable like sometimes you'll leave a game and you're like i don't know what went wrong i don't know what i could have done differently was it me was it my teammate like confusion is sometimes the worst thing 
uh, when it comes uh, to... Yeah, I, th- I think that's what kind of happens in the tournament when people play against Messi, right? Especially when I do these blind draw tournaments and that kind of thing. Um, you like you're not used to what Messi does with the ball, even if he does something that you are used to or are expecting. He does it faster or differently than you're expecting, and you and you can't expect it because it's not something you see. Messi sits seventeen hundred plus in his ranks and stuff. Sometimes even higher, closer to eighteen hundred, that kind of thing. If you're taking a 1300 player and putting them up against an 1800 player, that 1800 player is going to do things that that 1300 player has never seen. So that's the hard part when, you know, somebody of that skill level joins and he's playing amongst lower level players. Like you can't predict player to player what's going to happen. You have, you know, on that team, you had Mudpip, who was a platinum level player, and Messi, who is a grand champ two level player on the same exact team. There's no way you're going to be able to predict player to player what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's kind of what season 1 kind of looked like in a, in in a nutshell in some in some ways. Um maybe I'll go into a little bit of my Rocket League uh we can Rocket League here. Uh Wabbits, uh you know, I took your advice, okay? Oh. I I I did I did a day oh. or an hour or so of playing uh, some some free play. <gasps> Let's go. And then I proceeded to drop to diamond. So nice, congrats! <laughs> it was very interesting, and I think I was in a call with, uh, I think paint. I think it was paint. Um, we, were, we were just watching the RLCS on the weekend, but I was also playing some games. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, like, I feel like I'm playing mechanically better, and like I'm being more creative with how I'm playing. But I am losing more games and I can I and like the best was like paint was like telling me like, yeah, you just kind of have to adjust to their teammates. I'm like, I know I know I should literally just be very predictable so my teammates can play this game. But when you're playing like really well and you're pulling off things that you don't usually pull off, you're like, you kind of want to keep going. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you start you start you start really getting thirsty for it. But um, no, I think I think I think it was good. Uh, I think in general right now, like I, I'm sitting in a pretty good spot. I've been playing a couple more ones recently. I've kind of gone into a routine where I'll play one or two games of ones to warm up and then uh then get into get into ranked and it's it's I think I'm very much like solidified. I feel like I'm in a, 50, a place where I'm 50-50 like about diamond 2 and ones where I'm about 50-50 and you know, I think I would have to actually like just play ones for a week or two to actually start pushing a little higher. That's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh otherwise, other things that's happened on my week. I played I played some games with Nictacular and i mean i like i've talked to Natalia about this like forever but it's like there are days where i am just like i know like i go into a game and i'm like i've missed every shot that <laughs> i've missed everything i have not hit anything i'm playing like terribly i know i'm playing bad um and like i'm not even worried i'm like it, there's just days like that and you just kind of try to see if you can still win despite it um but there's someone in the tacklers chat who is saying like oh i could play at this level or whatever so i went one of v one me <laughs> and then i proceeded to win the game but by like one or two goals against a player who had like only been playing for a couple of months oh, no. and, and, it, and it was interesting too because I, I was like i guess my point was because like i the reason i felt really confident is like even me missing it like three times in a row I'm still able to recover <laughs> and like stop something from a player who isn't like as good at punishing those situations. Right. So like 
I think that's another thing that people like don't realize is when they watch someone play, they they assume that if they were in that situation, they'd play better. Perhaps they would in a lot of cases. But there's other times where I'm like, you, I don't. If you don't understand how the rotation is going, or how to recover quickly, or like every other mini little thing in the game, uh, then then you're not going to be able to 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 actually keep up in that rank, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's easier said than done, but I, I thought it was so funny that like I was playing like the worst I've ever played, but I still felt very confident playing against a player who'd only been playing for a couple months, right? I, I think it like yes, especially if I got too cocky. Uh, and it, especially if it was like tied, then it could have been really dicey. Like that's the reality of Rocket League. Uh, but I think there's another realization that as you've played more of this game, it's like, no, if someone's played this game for only like a hundred hours, like they're not keeping up. You know, like I don't care how much of a prodigy prodigy you are, I don't think you'll be able to to keep up with someone who has just that much time more. Um, but yeah, I, I guess my week ended. I did get back into champ. No thanks to Wabbits. You're welcome. Um, because I, I uh, yeah, I stopped, I stopped playing free play and I uh, just get back to uh, playing ranked right away. So there you are. No, I, I mean, I kid. I think in general, though, it is good to have a session. Like, it's weird because I thought the least about training in the last two weeks and I felt like I've played, like, better. So I guess that's what my Reek and Rock League takeaway is. <laughs> Don't sometimes train, you have to think just play <laughs> not necessarily don't train but just sometimes you, some like i think i think especially for newer players there's a lot of knowledge gaps that need to be filled also shout out to uh while i'm here shout out to pawn who's kind of creating this list of like little mm. things i've learned in rocket league which i think is really cool i'll also it's in our discord so i'll, I'll just leave it at that so if you go in our discord it's in announcements um you can add to that list and kind of see what other players are saying i think that's pretty cool i think we might look at it next week possibly or uh, sorry uh, perhaps two weeks of time um but uh the yeah i think it's really cool because there's just so much little things to learn but there are there is that next level where it's like okay well i've already learned most of the things i just have to do stuff better right um so yeah it's kind of it's kind of a change where it's like there's not really you know there's mechanical improvements i can make but grand revelations of things i'm missing I don't know. I feel like it gets smaller and smaller the little things you can change, and then that, that's where the final improvements come from. And I think I think all three of us are kind of at that point now when it comes to like the base level of play. Is that is that we're at that point where we 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 no longer have like like these grand you know gaping like knowledge knowledge lacking things is just finding the little things that can like slightly slightly change our mentality or slightly give us an edge and be more consistent and stuff. Uh Rallis, it felt like you wanted to say something here. Yeah, I mean I was just going to kind of jump on top of that. I think I mean the higher you go, the more you realize like essentially here's the things that you can do, right? And then um to get out of wherever you realize that it's how can I do it more consistently. So, you know, if if champion is where people start realistically flip resetting, that's where you start to see it more realistically. Um, the occasional diamond or occasional plat will like, that's all they've ever practiced is how to <laughs> flip reset. So they'll be able to do it. Um, but if champions like where you see it, right. And you're like, okay, that is, a, that's a possible thing that I can do. And then all of a sudden you start practicing it. 
but your execution isn't very good, then you're just like, you know, it's cool that you have it in your arsenal, but you're not really doing a lot with it. Um, so it's a matter of impacting it more consistently. If, um, okay, hey, like the higher you go up, the more the ball is played through aerials and that kind of stuff. Okay, I, my aerials have to be more consistent. So it's literally a matter of you go up in a rank. Okay, what can they do here? Okay, they can do these things. If I want to get out of this rank, I need to be able to do those things more consistently than the people around me. So that's where, I mean, I, I feel like we say it almost every single time we kind of talk about it. You have to spend time, whether it's free play or training or custom maps or anything like that to get that kind of consistency down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get higher in ones, guess what? You've got to be able to, f- you know, flick the ball and control the ball and dribble and that kind of stuff realistically. Okay, hold and up. And then get more no, consistent. Let's, let's actually talk about what really needs to be fixed here. It is entirely that you have to hit an open net. <laughs> like every single one of us can't look away from that. You have to be able to hit an open net to, to win. And that's consistent. That's consistency. Again, <laughs> that's execution of simple things, right? You have an open net, but the ball is that's bouncing what in the air. So you have, so you have to hit an aerial, <laughs> but, but the, but the net's wide open. So you've got to mm-hmm. be able to hit that consistently on target. And that's mm-hmm. really all it comes down to is consistency. And the higher you go, the more consistent those players are. Mm-hmm. If you're in a bad recovery spot, going back to defense and their team has kind of a counterattack or breakaway going, the higher you get, the more consistent they're going to be in hitting that. So, you know, when you're in gold, hey, you might get lucky and they're going to miss their wide open net or not plat, diamond, champ. You're, you might get lucky on a few of those. But the higher you go, the less likely that's going to happen. So, um, you know, the consistency yeah. and execution is going to be the the king of all of that. To, to that point, I think, uh, like, you also, as you get better at this game, have to stop saying the following or like, you know, work with my, my working theory here, but you have to stop saying the following uh, phrase, right? Oh, it was a tough shot, right? When, when you have a shot that like, there are times like, I, I mean, I say that and especially if you're in like, in like a, in like a comms, you'll say it sometimes, which I think is totally fine. Cause in comms, you want to keep like the, the positive kind of motivation. But the reality is there are certain times where it's like, like, Oh, that was a tough shot. But it's like, but you're also a champ too. So even though it was a tough shot, like you should have gotten a target. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It wasn't like, it wasn't so tough that you shouldn't have at least, you know, forced the goalkeeper to do something. Right. Um, I think that's another kind of aspect of that consistency is, is the expectation for you to be able to hit certain things with regularity should be there. Right. You should, you shouldn't, you know, and obviously don't beat yourself up, but you shouldn't get to a point where you're like, you know, you, you missed, not an empty net, but like three chances. You essentially had a, a clean aerial with no challenge, right? And you didn't put any pressure on their goalies, or mm-hmm. you didn't put it in a situation that was dangerous, right? In some ways, those are three big mistakes, right? The higher you go, the bigger, the higher, the higher level you are, the more the the bigger those mistakes are, right? Um, because when you have those chances, you have to take the opportunity. Um, for instance, I think I won a game today actually where we made two goal line saves and it was just like absolute chaos for a minute. And then it was like an empty net in transition, right? But the reality is like, and people can blame like, oh, no one rotated back, you know what I mean? Or, or like, oh, they didn't play it safe. But if we made like two goal line saves, like at a champ level, honestly with the amount of pressure they had for a minute, they should have scored in that minute. Right. So like, yes, you can blame the rotation, but you can also blame like whoever took those shots, shot it right at the defender. Right. And, and that 
that is something that you don't talk about, I guess, in lower level play, because the reality is if you're in platinum and you're hitting the net constantly, and you're hitting it hard, you're probably doing the right thing, right? As long as you're hitting the, the general target of the net. But when you're playing the higher level, you kind of have to start deciding, okay, I'm going to hit to the right, or I'm going to hit to the left, I'm going to hit low, I'm going to hit high, I'm going to hit faster, I'm going to hit slower, right? Those are things that you you can decide in a split second before you hit the ball. And I mean, like, it is kind of reaction, but it's also, you know, the more you play, the more you kind of see the the way the play is unfolding. And you, you have almost an apprehension of like, you're about to hit the ball and you realize that that defender is going full speed, right? If you're, if you're hitting the ball right down the middle and the defender's coming from the right side to the left side at full speed, okay, they're not going to slow down. So you know you have to hit it to the right, right? And you have to, as you go up, you have to really be able to, to beat those defenders in those situations mm-hmm. and not just be like, oh, I got a shot off and it was, a, it was a bad shot and they saved it. And it was like, oh, that wasn't my mistake. It's like, no, as you get better at some point, those situations that might only you know your team might have worked the whole game for right it might have been a stalemate of a game and your team might have worked for it the whole game and then you have a perfect shot and you shot it slowly at the defender that that could be a bigger mistake than you're making it out to be anyway that was well, that was my i mean point. it's recognizing those opportunities right i mean same thing is like you cheat on kickoff the other team doesn't and it's a dead ball on kickoff uh, the higher you go, the less likely you just rocketing that from the dead ball kickoff to goal is going to score. Yes, mm-hmm. a platinum to even low diamond and stuff, that's going to score. But as you get in a higher diamond, low champ, like, no, they're prepared to get back in time to save that. So then you recognize the opportunity. Okay, I'm a slow play. It's a little bit more. I'm going to control it. And then as they, you know, as they come in to challenge or something like that, I'm going to pop it over. I'm going to get a flick. I'm going to do something that makes a defender miss and gives me a good goal scoring opportunity. Cause if I just, I'm going to just gonna take a blank shot unless that, um, unless, that unless you see going, the defenders. <laughs> yeah. If you saw he turned upfield instead of back towards net and you know, you have an open opportunity, then sure. But again, it's about recognizing opportunity regardless of where it is. Like you said, you have a, when you have a defender moving across net at full speed, placing the ball behind them instead of the ball in front of them, you know, it makes sense. But again, it comes down to the execution and consistency of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. So it's all together, right? You want to spend that time in free play, but you also want to spend that time in games to recognize how the game is playing. Um, and then the time in free play helps you actually accomplish your goal in those cases. So it's all a mix, but you need both the higher you go. Yeah. And this, I mean, to our infamous volleyball analogy, the like split second it's not volleyball man quit it's trying not, to make not, volleyball not, happen fetch will never happen. happen it's fine i'm not making it don't worry don't worry but i am i am saying though like split second apprehension right is like this moment it's not something like i know i feel like there's a couple other things where you can you can very much see the play developing and you have time to actually process um but in this game you have that split second reaction right uh, you have that split second of okay, I see exactly where the defender is, and now I'm going the other way, right? It's it's I guess like comparable in some ways uh, to to those like breakaways as well uh, when it, when you play soccer or hockey, right? Where you you kind of see the you have that split second of like okay, where's the goalie going? I'm going the other way, especially in soccer. I will say I I I haven't played that like that much hockey, even though I'm Canadian. I know it's terrible, um, but the in soccer like if you're if you're a striker especially there's like a split moment where you're like okay the goalie's in front of me i'm either hitting it left or right there really isn't much other option in those one-on-one situations and you're just like deciding it's almost like there's no way that you can 
you can actually think about it before you hit it. But the more and more times you've you've been in those one-on-one situations, the more and more you almost feel out which way they're gonna go mm-hmm. before it happens, right? Um, I don't know if you ever seen. Have you ever seen like the the person who like cut the bullet in half? There's like the demonstration. Like a, it's an old YouTube video, um, but like they were essentially saying that like at some point this person's reaction time was like almost like he saw it happening before it like it was it was shot, right? Um, and it's it's not even like it seems like superhuman, but it's just like you've practiced that ability so much, like and anticipated it and done it so many times in a row that when you do it, it, it seems like you're almost seeing it happen before it happens. Right. Um, but in reality, there's just like a whole bunch of things that are happening in your brain that perfectly calculate it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop geeking out now. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, let's you, move didn't, on. You, didn't, you didn't make a Starcraft reference. We're fine. Starcraft had a pretty good tournament uh, this weekend as well. <laughs> um, so uh, that's a game where you have plenty of time to anticipate the fight, as opposed to Rocket League, where you have to anticipate. Uh, oh, sorry, where, where you can actually think. You can actually literally in the middle of the game stop and think and be like, okay, what am I going to do now? Well, I, uh, I, forget which co- I forget which coach said it. I'm pretty sure it was, it was I'm pretty sure it was Verge or Lethemir when they were, um, they were coaching Sunless and it was on his stream and stuff. And he was doing a live stream. And he was talking about how Rocket League is unique in the aspect of you don't have downtime, right? Like you have a few seconds between the goal, but you don't actually have downtime. You have to be engaged the entire time and reading what's mm-hmm. happening the entire time. Every other esport level game, you have at least downtime to analyze what's going on and make adjustments. In yeah, Rocket League, League, all your Dota, adjustments yeah, yeah. have to be in real time. Um, and so it's going to be one. It's, he said it's it's the most unique esport in that specific way. But Sorry, I'm just messing with you. Don't worry about you're, it. You're, you're making noises, man. We don't like it. <laughs> I kind of want to know what he actually said because I didn't hear it. <laughs> oh, I really hope the listeners will hear it because that would be the best. Anyway, keep going. No, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. I'm done with you and your attitude. I like I like your analogy to the other esports. Like other esports, you definitely do have that extra time. Okay. Uh, speaking of other esports, no energy did not leave the Rocket League team for uh, some other, you know, I don't know Fall Guys, which apparently is an Epic Games game now. But so be it. Um, wow, nice for them. Uh, but yeah, NRG like announced there'll be like some update with the roster, mm-hmm. um, and then and then guess what? It's Musty. Musty is the sub for NRG. Wow, much wow. Uh, nice. I also like that the Tim the Tatman anchor um, thing that like Relentless and Nectacular added me at like a month ago about like every team needs like someone that like is the everyone can hate on is the worst player. Um, I love how they use that in in the trailer for Musty being part of Energy. That's great. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess the the reason I guess everyone was so excited because there's rumors that Phase Clan perhaps might be. Um, getting into Rocket League, and we'll have to wait and see for that. Were they not the uh, ones that picked up uh, Jamal Jambri? Am I wrong? Yeah, I FaZe don't. picked yep. up Jamal Jabari or whatever. Okay, um, there it is. Yeah, so they they picked them up. That's their introduction into Rocket League. So we'll see what um, you know what a team with you know actual resources and stuff at their back. If one of these bubble teams and stuff is able to really push these high level teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and yeah, well, that's a, it's actually really cool that we're getting some of these uh, big orcs, right? I don't know if an EG will ever return to Cloud Nine, but I do feel like at this point, 
you know, especially if lands start being reintroduced, I think some of those teams might want to venture in. I think Cloud9 um, will get their way back in now that um, Epic is the one dealing with things for a yeah. lot of it versus Psyonix mm-hmm. directly. So I think mm-hmm. I think Cloud9, as, as FaZe gets back into it, as the growth of Rocket League is established, the the actual pop, like and if you you know think of this in professional wrestling terms, when when a legend kind of comes you know out of <laughs> nowhere and and walks down the the runway, um, and and all of that, like it's that's a, Austin. <laughs> God, you're so weird. Um, <laughs> just the the Sorry, pop that, that's that going to my... come from that, right? Like mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna start see it, and and it'll be something like they bring in a. a person like Cronovi is going to be the coach and they have a team and stuff like the peeps come on and and Cronovi their coach and like it'll be like a major move like that when a team like mm-hmm. Cloud9 comes their way back in speaking of that yes. when is the peeps like when are the peeps going to get picked up because they're like fifth ish and they've been relatively consistently there Whoever their whoever their uh, networking manager is didn't do, <laughs> didn't do a good job with Phase because I feel like they could have definitely found a way to say, "Hey, we're better, <laughs> pick us up instead." Like they could have figured well, that out somewhere along the lines. You know who probably knows? Ty Swoogles. True, true. <laughs> but he's just not telling anybody like he uh, like he yes. didn't with the energy in Phase. <laughs> um, for sure, for sure. Um, okay. Although I think it's interesting um, how Phase was essentially like. They said, hey, stuff coming tomorrow, whatever. And, you know, like their social media manager showed a screenshot of like their calendar or whatever. And it said Rocket League announcements on the calendar, but in like a very small thing. I don't think they meant to leak it in that. I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they went super big brain about it. But um, it was just funny kind of how that was like the day before they actually announced the Rocket League thing. Then like everyone knew it was gonna be a Rocket League thing because there was something on one of their pictures um, that they posted to Twitter. I mean, it's really cool that that Musty is the sub, but I come kind of already treated Musty as the sub for that team. So. I mean, I guess it makes more sense than Musty as a specific content creator for NRG, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I always kind of found that one strange. The content creators um, for whatever organization that don't actually make content for the organization specifically. Hmm. Like, I understood with like a player like Jazer who made ridiculous content in his own right being a content creator for an organization because he could make ridiculous content for um for the organization stuff that he's a part of but like m- most of musty's content was like meme ish and then he came on as and like a lot of the ssg content creators and stuff there's a lot of ssg content creators but like they just do their own content they're just sponsored by ssg while they do it i just think I- it's it's interesting I think for SSG, it's literally, I think there's just brand recognition in the Rock League mm-hmm. scene. Like, that's the idea. It's like, let's get all these, you know, instead of, instead of, I mean, they have Sunless Con too, right? But instead of just getting like. And John Sandman and mm-hmm. pretty much a, a King Ranny. And they had like pretty much every major content creator that wasn't all a Musty the at the time. 15 or top 13 or something, except for Musty and one other person. But it's pretty much, it kind of just feels like, I'm sure the deals are. Like, in some ways, it's like, I feel like SSG is like, okay, here here you go. We're not going to go, like, too crazy all out on money, uh, but just kind of rep our brand and our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And then other people kind of like being part of the crew, <laughs> the SSG crew. So I guess it's kind of win-win, especially for some of those smaller content creators. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just brand recognition more than I think that's why they got so many of them. Yep, I, I'd agree with that one. 
Okay, I think we'll move on. Uh, next thing, what I did want to talk about, and I did have Relentless is uh, before the podcast take on this. Uh, not not this particular podcast, but before um, there was the freestyle competition, mm-hmm. and uh, congrats to Mesco for winning a pickup truck. Nice work, dude. Um, since we're not sponsored, I'm not going to say the name. Uh, so, so, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed them. I, I think it reminded me very much of like skateboarding, snowboarding competitions. That was the kind of the vibe. Mm. I think a lot of people said they like the added, um, that you actually get to hear kind of how the, the judges scored it. They kind of talk about each of their scores. Um, I think more than anything, what I did find more and more interesting like i actually went back and watched day one of like the the whole the whole prequels for it too is that it's it's the pressure although they have like different variables of like what they're judging on um but kind of seeing when one player is under pressure and like someone else has a good score and that player has like a minute left to like try to figure something out to beat that score uh, i think that's very interesting because mm-hmm. There's like, you know, usually in freestyle, like you'll see someone pull off like those crazy freestyles and put a Reddit clip and stuff. But it's like, no, you don't you don't get to do that like once out of 100 times. It's like you now have to do whatever your freestyle trick is that is better than the other person's. And you have to do it perfectly right now. You have Um, five minutes to do it shared with the other person. (laughs) At that point, though, you don't even have five minutes, right? Because that person had to had to get that score. So, yeah, there's all these like little mind games of like. Do you just do like an easy shot first to get, like get a score on the board and then you try those more trickier ones or do you spend the whole time trying to get your harder, like more difficult trick? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, another thing I really liked about it is the judges at some point had started, um, had started essentially like, okay, there's someone who just like did the same trick every time. They're like, they're like, okay, I can no longer keep giving you this good score. Yep. It's like, you, this is the only thing you can do. You have to give variety. So that was another big thing. It's like people who could do multiple different types of, uh tricks tend to do a little better as well um so yeah i just really want to ask what your what your thoughts are on freestyle competitions this is the first freestyle competition that i actually enjoyed um and maybe it's because it had some of that better production and it had it had that kind of the judges talking about it Mm -hmm. um but i personally found it very interesting it was a a breath of fresh air also golden boy is the best um but I digress. Uh, yeah, well, I, was, I don't know if you caught it, but what are your kind of thoughts on these freestyle things? I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I did catch the whole thing. It was honestly a really fun time. Um, and like one, the two of them were absolutely amazing. Like uh, who was the the second? It was Mesco and start with an R. I forget his name. Real. Yes, real. real. Um, the two of them are absolutely incredible. Like the things they can do is just out of this world. Like, I can't do a single part of what they do and then they just do <laughs> all of it at once. Um, so it's just incredible. But um, in terms of like viewership and the enjoyment of it, I actually think John Sandman did a great job with as being mm. a host. Like I agree. I agree. He, he kept up the hype. He was very excited the whole time as you're expecting from John Sandman. Um, but I think they also kept it, um, to a point where like it made sense right it made sense for that hype to be there it made sense for things to be like way over the top because it's a freestyle competition the entire thing is over the top and it was just it was really fun i really enjoyed the whole thing it kind of felt like golden boy was like keeping everything like professional and mm-hmm. like he, john sandman was there to bring the hype yeah but i will say like it never felt fake which is yeah which is a really big accomplishment i think especially when you're doing such a long broadcast yeah I think we've talked about this before. That's 
as like you can like him or hate him, but I think that's something John Salmon does really well. He doesn't feel fake with his like absolutely incredible energy, like a way over the top energy. He's just that's who he is. And you can like him or you you can hate him, but regardless, it's still impressive. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um yeah, I think and that's really it. Uh, Relentless, do you want to give your take uh, or do you want me to summarize your take? <laughs> no, this will be my this will be my full on wrestling heel turn. Um, I I was, think some people agree with you. So I, I wasn't overly impressed. Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously their skills, extremely impressive. Can't take anything away from it. I can't do like Webb said, I can't do anything of what they do. And they are doing multiple multiple of it at a time. They're like. Okay, I'm bored, so Triple I guess reset. I'm going to do a flip reset just because why the heck not? Oh, that ball's getting a little lower than I like. Let me flip reset and <laughs> pop it back up just because. The ball's oh, close you know to the ground. Oh, I got a pogo of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost the ball pogo time. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to musty flick it off the backboard just to just to give it a little bit more elevation. Like, you know, I just want to make sure I, you know, we're going to triple tap this just because, right? Obviously, I can't do any of that stuff. Um, But at some point, the novelty of it wears off for me. I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'm good watching the finals. I think the finals were super interesting, but I'm pretty much at my limit there. Like I don't need to watch more than the finals and stuff for that. Um, I could watch about 30 minutes worth of the freestyling before I'm like, all right, I get it. You guys are amazing. And I'm not. So that's just kind of what it is. Um, because it just, at some point it's just kind of all for me ends up feeling about the same. Like, yes, this is all ridiculous. Um, now I think the things you can take away from it, like if you're watching it and trying to be casual and be like, okay, like outside of them being ridiculous, like what can I take from this? Um, just kind of experiencing how they judge ball movement and stuff. Like I saw a lot of them going for things like they were going to musty flick it off their own backboard and then get a touch back across field. So like a redirect type of touch back across field towards the other team's net. Like they went through that kind of play quite a bit. Um, and it just kind of gives you the thought of like, okay, as the ball is bouncing on my backboard, maybe I could practice like that as far as getting a ball clear of, hey, I'm jumping up kind of closer to the the defensive third line and getting a clear back down field instead of just hitting it into the corner or something like that. I think you can mm-hmm. take things from it or, hey, they made they made a strong focus to bounce it off the bottom, like the the little corner or the uh, the lip that starts to move up the wall. They made a lot of effort to bounce it off of that to regain height and stuff off the ball and um, give them a chance and angle at net, those kind of things. Like That's a lot of good stuff to take from it. But outside of that, after a while, I was very bored of the freestyle tournament. But I mean, like I said, they're insane. They can do amazing things. I'll never be able to do any of those things, and that's fine. I just, for my personal entertainment value, um, because of my investment in the game and and that kind of stuff, it just, it didn't hold my interest for an extended period of time. Yeah, and I think that's so fair. Mm-hmm. Like, I think for some people it'll work, for some people it won't. Um, I I think, yeah, like, I think Wabs, Wabs and I gave our thoughts, and yeah, I think it's totally fair. Um, I very much do like that there are different types of competitions for Rocket League. Yes. Um, I think to Relentless's point, maybe it'd be cool to, to I don't know how, how what they would think of, but having more kind of official Rocket League things that are different from the regular esports would be nice add-ons. Um, especially when, you know, I've talked about how how I felt like, especially in the last little bit, we've had too mu- uh, almost too much like regular esports every week. So if like one week was separated instead of having, you know, uh, ma- you know, a North American major, e- EU major, 
esports things having like some other competition whatever it is whatever they think of um that that might be nice kind of break that still will get a lot of rocket league people interested but more of the casuals right that might not necessarily um you know be consuming all of the esports stuff uh yeah i think we're good with that uh last thing that i did want to touch on uh before before we kind of end our show was the na major um which hopefully you know uh when, when we get ty squiggles in with their esports episode there'll be a lot more on that um but man uh i actually the team i was cheering for did win i did cheer for energy i don't know what it was i hadn't cheered for energy for a while but uh i saw rogue rising up and like my the dictator in me was just like i i can't have this i need i need the uh I need the the people that are supposed to be on top to stay on top. So uh, I was happy with energy uh, beating Rogue there at the end. Uh, I don't know if either of you uh, caught it or or want to get, give your thoughts maybe on uh, on how Rogue did uh, this tournament. I wanted them to win so badly. They were so <laughs> close. I think they're genuinely vying for like best in the region straight up. Um, They've built themselves up. They've done very well for yep. themselves. Yeah, and. As I was watching this tournament specifically, I don't know why it was this tournament. It might have just been uh, because of Rogue's playstyle, or at least First Killer. I really realized just how different the game is at that level because Mm, mm -hmm. there's never a time where there isn't somebody with control. Um, Yes. You can look at what they do and it's like, oh, they're hitting the ball really hard. They're always just like full speed, whatever. Um, And it's passes, it's whatever. But you look at that and you're like, wait, no, there's still somebody on the ball 100% of the time, whether it's an air dribble off the backboard that, you know, I at almost GC level would probably just clear this and I don't know, maybe think for a double touch, I'm feeling fancy um, to try and clear it. But they're like, no, I'm going to air dribble this across the field into my teammate who's going to pinch it into the net Um, (laughs) or something else like that. And it's so unusable and yeah yeah (laughs) like you just can't look and be like oh i'm gonna do that you can't look at anything it's just the same as the freestyle competition you can't look at any of it and be like i'm gonna do that (laughs) i i will say though i do find when i do watch pro play i feel a lot more motivated to play the regular game Mm -hmm. and i think i i think more than anything what i do take away is that whatever options you think there are there's a lot more yeah and I think I actually do become more creative in some ways by watching these. Same. Not like I can do anything what they do, but at the very least, I'm not just hitting the ball. At the yes. End. So I, I think there is some good takeaways. I fully agree with uh, that, but it's still, yeah. I don't know. It, it shook me this weekend yeah, for some it reason. shook you to the core. You're <laughs> like, I am not that good. Um, another thing I did want to mention, one storyline I really enjoyed, and I was on the hype train. My favorite team, I, I've been saying for a while I haven't had a favorite team, V1 is my favorite team and they they made it to uh to Sunday a uh, good old good old torment uh and the crew <laughs> that's that's what I like to call them torment and the crew even though it's you know calm and gimmick that are doing a lot of the work as well um but yeah no V1 making it through is really cool uh I think there's a little storyline there uh especially if they made it slightly further if they can make it to worlds and stuff but uh yeah I think I think those were some of the notable things rogue rogue is definitely a team to beat now like there's no denying it. They they've stepped up to that extra level. Um, Team Envy Energy, very much solidifying their their top spots as well. Uh, Space Station lost to Rogue, so I don't think there's any real shame in that. Uh, Rogue was on a tear, uh, beating through a lot, uh, beating a lot of teams. Um, yeah, I guess V1 was the big uh, underdog story in this one. 
So those are your big takeaways. Uh, but congrats, NRG. Um, the best is like Garrett G uh, having his, uh, you know, Shaq uh, <laughs> cutout figure in the background <laughs> as he's doing the interview for the end. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, but th- there's there's the takeaways. There's the esports. I think we had some uh, great discussions today on a whole range of topics uh, and, um, you know, relentless, uh, making sure making sure that uh, he could get a little bit of that spice in. I, 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 I enjoy it. Um, well, I mean, didn't even ask me my opinion on the, didn't even ask me on the whole rogue thing. You've had enough asked. opinions for today. You've had enough <laughs> opinions today. We're going to, no, I'm kidding. Do, do you want to say something about rogue? Um, well, I mean, we called it on last week's podcast, right? So that we thought that they had the toughest route to make it to mm. the grand finals as is, right? And that's when they were in the upper bracket. They We thought that they had the toughest route as is because of... And they did. <laughs> and they did, right? So not only did they already have the toughest route in general, right? Even if they went all upper bracket, they're going through the Peeps, top five team. Uh, they're going through Team Envy, top five team, top three team, really. Um, and they would be going through NRG, top three team. And then they'd have you play one of those top three teams again in the finals. Not only were they going to have to do that anyways, but they decided they're going to go, all right, what, well, we're going to lose to the peeps, top five team, and then we're going to go down, beat KCP, top eight-ish, um, beat Space Station, top four, beat peeps who beat us earlier, beat Envy in a sweep. So they beat peeps in a sweep, Envy in a sweep. Two top five teams they beat in a sweep, and then they get the bracket reset against NRG. I mean, really, it's... Between energy and V and Rogue, that's that's your top three, and it's I think interchangeable at this point. Um, I mean, big shout out to Rogue for not only going through the hardest thing, anyways, but making it even harder on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no, they're just they're just really good. They're popping off, and you got to predict it because I think it's I think it's so interesting that six months ago it was a pretty much like okay, SSG is the top, but you've got NRG and NV kind of like floating right around there. Uh, Rogue wasn't even thought of six months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was it was Krog at the time because Kronovi was still there, so it was Krog at the time, and they were top eight. But that's about it. Um, and I think that was arguable. And that, yeah, yeah, they weren't they weren't performing regularly or anything like that because you had KCP, Alpine, Peeps. You had like a lot of those borderline teams that were being very competitive at that range. So, um, and then in, they make that roster change, and in a few months, what two three months, they're you know top two, top three in NA, like mm-hmm. that's awesome. They're going to do well. I think they're, they're on, on the tear on the path and stuff right now to continue doing well. Um, even though they didn't win in the grand finals, they have to look at their performance overall and use that as a platform to build. And they have to be excited about what they were able to put together and just continue move forward. They're like, there's no other way to look at it. You didn't beat, you know, one of the teams that's, that's considered the best team in the world, you know, like there, there's definitely comfort and respect in all. And of the that. thing is they did, it went to the second series, like they yeah. they won in the first. And better than that, we haven't mentioned it yet. Rogue went twelve and zero on games until finals <laughs> day, like on <laughs> Sunday. Like it's crazy because they almost lost the KCP, right? Right. They, they almost they could have the entire thing could have been out the window, but they had a six minute OT against KCP in game five that they crazy. almost lost, and it, we wouldn't even be talking about them. We'd be like, "Oh, Rogue's kind of disappointing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like yeah they're top two top three in na we'd be looking so. at them like we're lo- currently looking at g2 like that's yeah. like 
You didn't even mention G2 as a team that Rogue we, beat. That's how bad they are. Can we, can we also mention, did you hear about the rumor of AJ trying out for G2? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a rumor, is it? I thought that was confirmed. I think it might have been confirmed. A, it might have it, been confirmed. It's a, well, I know AJ responded. AJ definitely responded uh, with a, I'm staying. Uh, the whole Wolf of Wall Street uh, scene on his Twitter <laughs> recently was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where it is. But I think G2 is probably looking for roster changes for their main main thing. I think that I it's more likely than not that they're looking for <laughs> changes. I, I think that doesn't surprise anyone. Yep. Um, I'd agree yeah, with we'll that. Kinda, the continuous journey of G2, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What will happen to the fan favorite team? I will say there's no way that they actually drop Rizzo. Um, he's going to stay on as content creator or something else. There's no way they drop him. Well, he already he said, I think he said he wouldn't stay on as a coach. That's for sure. Like, I think there's been a, like, there was documentation or whatever that he has said, like, I won't be a coach or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's got to be either on as a content creator specifically or finally something. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, th- I think there's also some part, like, I'm sure some of these players kind of know that it's like, there's only so many years you're going to be a competitive player, right? So they don't want to cut it short before, before like, I mean, it depends on their drive, obviously, but I think like someone like Rizzo, he's probably like, okay, I only have a couple more years where I'm going to be competitive, right? Like competitive, competitive, where I'm going to have that grind and not just do content creation. So I can see a lot of those players. If it's like, okay, either you're a coach or a content creator, there might be like, no, I want to be on a, on a maybe he be, well, I mean, a sponsored content creator would be great. And then he becomes like an analyst for, for psionics mm. like that would be that would be the honestly best career life plan <laughs> that, that would be the honestly best Most evolution plan. because he has the personality <laughs> to be engaging as an analyst and all that kind of stuff um if, if he can't be competitive and i'm also i'm gonna petition for flash to replace rizzo on uh, on g2 is flash ready yet flash i mean listen <laughs> listen I can talk to my agent. We're from the same agency. Okay, okay, okay. I'll call him up. Okay, okay. Tell us when uh, you find I'll it. Ca- <laughs> I'll call up my agent, uh, Tecker three four seven. Okay, I'll, I'll call him up. Is that the same agent uh, that uh, that represents Scrub Killer? Because if so, then I don't envision you'll get on G two. Um, I don't envision even if I had, uh, I don't know, even if I had Turbo Pulsa, you know, <laughs> vouching for me, I don't think I'd get on G two, but. Um, perhaps flash perhaps my mm-hmm. alter ego mm-hmm. can, can succeed um yeah okay uh man well we got into that that esports talk in the end nice uh yeah we'll we'll see how this goes i mean this is really shaping up to be an interesting world's kind of race yeah uh in this last uh i guess the the last split the the um the spring the spring split uh is is upon us and all the teams will be vying to get into worlds so we'll see how that goes nice and exciting uh maybe we'll have a time to breathe a little bit uh but we shall see anyway i think with that uh we're probably going to wrap up the show here uh thank you to all of you who listen who share the show uh it means so much to us keeping us going okay making sure we don't switch to valheim you know uh, mm-hmm. uh all your there, thanks there 125,000 views waiting for us if we switch to valheim yeah yeah that uh, it's proven because another rocket league podcaster <laughs> switched to valheim and then got 125,000 views on we're YouTube. basically guaranteed to do it if we switch we're basically guaranteed 100 <laughs> percent um special shout outs uh to all our patrons who help support us and and uh you know get that rob and kyle show that essentially just me and wabbit's talking 
and then we got the roll call patrons. So uh, you get a shout out on the show every week. Uh, so Cursor, JY's Paint, Raz, Psych Mopko, Tim Chewbarker, Vance. Thank you so, so much. Um, and I will leave you off with the homework for this week. Um, I think the homework for this week will be the following. Get some good sleep. And go exercise at least three times a week. There you go. We're going to leave it practical. That's okay? so much homework. All right, Wavid. <laughs> I, I don't need... I don't need I don't need your opinion, okay? <laughs> um, but for myself, from Wabbits, from Relentless, from all of us, sorry, uh, for myself, from Relentless, from Wabbits, from all of us, uh, I would like to uh, bid you all a great week. See you. cat on there named bingus <laughs> <laughs> i even posted like in the memes of our thing like bingus is you there's <laughs> like a little cat with a cowboy hat with the name bingus under it <laughs> no it's grandpa <laughs> oh um are right, we ready are we ready to do this yeah. i think so okay just feel free to add run and stuff uh ooh ooh all fun stuff oh my okay. goodness what twitch streamers corner i mean this is what happens Fuck. when i actually like sit down to uh podcast knows at least half an hour before the show actually starts instead of five minutes that's kind of insane <laughs> okay that's way too many options <laughs> it's okay it's okay i think it'll be fine okay <laughs> we have to start though so i'm gonna yes. start the recording and after the recording starts we will clap after three so one two three clap